I keep racking my head of trying to figure out how to put together my own mock draft. I came to the realization that it's not for me. I'm the type of dude that's just supposed to look at mock drafts and figure it out. It's the future! Down and distance. On WGNRadio.com. The process is still ongoing. Uh, there's a lot of things happening right now. There's plenty of avenues to still improve our team, whether it be this second, third tier free agency, there be trades, and obviously the draft's upon us, and we're working hard on that as well. So there's a lot ahead of us, um, and, and that's exciting. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Down and Distance here on WGMRadio.com. Jared Payton, alongside my man, Sean Davis, SD2Mikes on Twitter. I'm at PaytonSun, P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U-N on Twitter. It's that time. I haven't seen you in a while. We haven't recorded in a while, and a lot of stuff has happened. So we gotta, we, we gotta like cram it all into this one session, my brother. It's there's a lot going on. Some bear stuff. Some stuff that's going on just in the news in general. But first, let's start off with the Bears. We haven't talked since the Bears signed Mike Glennon, man. We haven't talked. I mean, we've talked, but we haven't been on the microphones and talked. So. I want to know how you feel about uh, that that signing of, of bringing him in the the acquisition of Mike Glennon to this Bears organization. Really, only like one a one year great financial deal. Financial deal is pretty good. Absolutely. When you look at what starting quarterbacks are making in the NFL, it, it's a. I don't want to say we we both have been talking about that this organization. Shouldn't reach. Well, we could tell with that signing. Listen, Ryan Pace might think and, and done his homework. I don't know if there's enough film on Glennon to say that he is. It's, like, it's two ways you could look at it, right? You could take a very calculated risk, and that's what this is. It's a calculated risk. If you hit, you look like a genius. If you don't, because your plan, because long range. It really doesn't impact your plan. So I'll just throw this out there. Let's say they go get a quarterback. They draft that quarterback. Glenn is not standing in the way of that quarterback in two, three years. No. He might not be standing in his way after a year. That was the issue. So it's very plausible that, you know what? Come here, bridge this calculated risk. If you hit, great. But even if you hit, you hitting is still not reason enough to keep X, Y, or Z off the field. Depending on who that dude is. Yeah, but see, Glennon hitting, this is the thing. Glennon hitting means that the Bears will be 8-8, eight 9-7. and, eight, nine and seven. That's Glennon hitting. That's a lot better than, That's a lot better than, than three you know, wins. I get it, but now, I, I don't mind another five and eleven season. I don't. That gives me one more impact player in the plan. I know most fans think I want to see improvement. I want to contend. Five wins is improvement. Let me ask you the question: what What amount of faith do you have that you're contending with Mike Glennon at no, quarterback? Uh, not that much, right? And I hope I'm wrong, Sean. I, I, I hope I am. I, listen, I have not slammed this dude. I've been very open minded to. You know what the Bears have been doing and really trusting in and seeing what Ryan Pace has been able to do. And you look at some of these other contracts of the 
of the free agents that he brought in. I mean, they're, we're talking about one-year deals of, of, of prove-it year where you're not spending money, but are you just putting Band-Aids on the situation? Um, or are you hoping that maybe some of these guys that you're bringing in, like Quentin Dimps and, uh, you know, that he's an older guy, Do you, are you hoping that you're going to, you know, draft a, a – a safety and that he's going to be able to be that mentor. I mean, it was kind of pretty similar to what they were trying to do with Antrell Roll. That just didn't work out. So how are you looking at it? The, the, the wide receivers that they brought in as well, um, you know, Wheaton and also looking at uh, Kendall Wright, you know, guys that they have some upside, but what you're looking at a guy in Kendall Wright whose best years was, was in 2013. That was that's a while ago, bro. So, I mean, you're hoping that you're hitting on all on, on some of these guys because you know you're not going to hit on all of them. They wouldn't got speed, though. Yeah. I, they I, wouldn't got speed. But I think you could still add, though. I still think that the wide receiver position is still a position of need when you're looking at it. If you can go get somebody in this draft to add to those there's, guys. There's depth at that position, but would you take a tight end or a wide receiver first? When it comes to need for the Chicago Bears, right. yeah, you can add a wide receiver right, right that would now, give depth. Right now, but you're not about to go out and get a number one. There is no number ones. In th- there's no number ones to me in free agency. There's no that are even. When you looked at the guys that were available at the time, in the that, draft, you might have two or three. There be there could be some guys though later. You I'm talking about find. just right off the bat that are just yeah, number ones. There are yeah. some guys that can develop. Hopefully that could develop. You know, that, take the Antonio Brown route. But hold up. But that's but that's what you want with his team right now. I'm not, I'm not looking for it to come out and be breakaway. That was the, I the, think that's what he envisioned when he took Kevin White. He was hoping. He was hoping. He was hoping. And that, but that the jury is still out on him. And, and, and think about this. You talk about Alshon. You know, now that he's gone. It does, it changes a little bit. Regardless of if he was on the field or not on the field, when he was on the field, you knew what you were going to get out of him. And with the guys that are on this roster now, you don't have that. And everybody, you you need at least a number one, depending on your system. Especially, you look at, I, I keep going back to the team because to me, they're the model. That's the Patriots. They have the luxury of having Tom Brady. So for number one, when you look at their situation, it's kind of like, ah, we'll maneuver the ball around. Not every team has the ability to be able to do that. But I do have to look at what the Bears are going to do with that first pick in the first round, number three. Interesting, and we talked about this at length. What does it say to you that they actually – look, Reuben Foster has been taken off yeah. of teams draft boards because of what happened the incident that happened with the medical staff at the NFL combine the fact that Ryan Pace and this team brought him in met with him he's on the draft board they're interested what does that tell you it tells me that they uh, they feel like they're building they have some type of culture in their locker room and what they're building and this goes back to the guys that they got rid of, who people might have been upset about. You know, you, you, Martellus Bennett and Brandon Marshall and guys that are have still shown to be productive in the league, they got rid of them because it just didn't fit their culture and what they were trying to build. 
So I feel like in just listening to Ryan Pace over over the last few weeks from the combine, um, he, he feels like he has a culture that they're building in that locker room that you could you could place a guy like that in that locker room. That would you you could have said that about a guy like Lovey Smith when he was here in Chicago. You could do the same thing as well, where a guy might be uh, teetering a little bit in in his character. But like a Tank Lo- Johnson, but with Lovey, yeah, you you put him in that in that situation nine times out of ten, they're gonna fall in line because you had veterans, you had guys that have been doing it, and you had guys that you had to look up to and go, this is how it's supposed to be. They're still trying to figure that out with this organization now. You you have a lot, you have a young roster, but you're bringing in veterans through free agency, hoping that those guys could be the poster childs and the models that some of these young guys and even the guys that you're going to draft, you bring in. But it comes back to the point. We've been talking for for the last couple of months about where this team should go with that third pick. And I'm going to tell you right now, after seeing what happened and signing Mike Glennon, I'm not upset about it. But I know that's not the long-term solution. It, if you need to do something and you really want to make an impact, there's going to be a guy that's going to be there at number three. Why not take him as your quarterback for the future? Absolutely. I think one of the amazing things about what's happening now that should really intrigue Bears fans, we heard it for the first year and a half, the two years with Ryan Pace. How many times have we heard he doesn't tell us anything? We don't know what he's doing. What is he doing? Why doesn't he come down and talk to us? Ryan Pace now is like that rose that's starting to bloom, that's starting to open up. He's like that uh, cocoon that's starting to transform. You're starting to see the butterfly break out of the cocoon. You're starting to see what his plan really is. You're starting to see, you know what? I'm not about to spend a bunch of money in free agency. That's not the route we're doing. Why? We're going to be patient. And we're going to draft and build the foundation for long-term winning in this organization. It's, it's, this can't be a short-term thing, Sean. Absolutely not. Sean, Sean we, you, if we know this, Ryan Pace has to know that this team is not set up right now in next year to contend for anything. So why, not, why would you go spend money on top-tier guys when you're not even you don't have the infrastructure there yet to even be competitive like that also a part of that infrastructure was huge for him that's starting to show is culture yes see when you have a culture you can go out and get talent that might be borderline that people might take off the draft board but they're so good linebackers Trevathan Freeman yes everybody talked about what they did to this defense, how they solidified yes. the linebacker position because that position had been in flux Dormant. since Briggs and Erlacher, Yeah. Right? Yeah. They solidified that. But understand, Trevathan, we don't know how injured he really is. We don't know. You don't know how he's going to return. Freeman, second year, third year, he can be released. Yeah. It's not a really a big cap hit. He held the fort. Reuben Foster is looked at as a difference maker. So now you have Ryan Pace who really focused on defensively the interior built depth there. Yes. Via the draft and free agency at a great price. Then went out and got Leonard Floyd under the tutelage of Pernell McPhee to learn how to be that edge rusher. Now he's saying, look, I have a chance to go to the next level in the middle and get that difference maker, that 10-year linebacker. 
They can take my linebackers to the next level. Yeah, Freeman and Trevathan, they solidified things, but this guy's at another level. Bro. I mean, this bro. is, as I said before, this is a stage where you're really starting to see the plan and the thoughts of Ryan Pace become more visible to you as a Bears fan. And it really should intrigue you. This draft should intrigue you. How he handles the draft should intrigue you. Free agency should have intrigued you. I think people get graded, people that are knowledgeable about football and the Bears graded pretty good. It's not always what, about what the big did. names. It's not To me, it's not. It's about The Jenkins move in, on the interior of the defensive line is yes. very sneaky. Good. Very sneaky. Plus, he, he, he has a relationship with him as well, so you got to like that. It, Sean, you look at – I want to keep – I keep going back to this. So, number three overall pick in the draft, right? It's a bunch of needs. And you brought up – you brought up a position that I keep thinking about that I don't know if people are concerned about. I'm not really concerned, but I feel like there's issues there. You talked about Leonard Floyd. That was – a Ryan Pace, how that developed through the season, and especially towards, towards the end of the season, you started to see why they went and got this guy in number nine. You started to see that. But the thing that scares me is you talked about the other name, Pernell McPhee. Yeah. Let me tell you something. We might never see on the field the production that we thought we would get from this guy. Probably not. When we got him in free agency from the Baltimore Ravens. Saw for, you saw its flashes. But what he's added in establishing culture for Ryan Pace. It's huge. Is huge. I get it. He's one of the guys that allows you to sit down with Reuben Foster. Because that culture had gotten to a point where it was really messy. Because you let the that you, locker room was really troubled. You can't let the assi- the, the inmates run the assignment. You, you cannot, can't do that. and that was you know. It, I go back. This was a running joke for us. Anytime your spokesperson in the locker room <laughs> is, is your kicker, kicker, it says a lot about your talent level and your leadership. <laughs> I'm not falling back off of that. Doesn't mean that a kicker can't be a leader. I'm with you. I'm with you. But anytime but that's the that's the one that everybody goes to to find out what's going on. Yeah, says a lot. All right, I'm gonna come out and say this thing, dude. Go ahead. I've been beating around the bush. I might jump on this bandwagon. I think I know where you're going. I keep racking my head of trying to figure out how to put together my own mock draft. I've came to the realization that it's not for me. I'm I'm the type of dude that's just supposed to look at mock drafts and figure it out. I have a hard time slotting where guys are supposed to be, what round, where they're going to be. Because if I just pick the guys that I like, JP, nah, man, that guy's probably going to go first round. And I always go, well, I, I got to figure out. But I got one thing. If you really want a quarterback and you're searching for one. It's my quarterback. Which this organization has been doing for a long time. With that third pick, why not Deshaun Watson? Why not? I, I'm, I'm, I mean, all the kid has done is win at every level. He's figured it out. Came in as a freshman, started five games when he was at Clemson. Yeah. Balled out. Won four of those games. Throwing 12 touchdowns, just two interceptions. Sophomore year, led the Tigers to the national championship. A little short. 
following year, back to the national championship again. Hmm. This time winning it against the Crimson Tide. Who both of us look at their defense, and when we set a barrier and a bar to what everybody is supposed to do in college football, we set it to Bama, and we talk about that defense. We always talk about their defensive players and all the time. He went and took it from them in the national championship. Listen, we don't know for sure if quarterbacks are going to be hit or miss because you're doing it with Glennon right now. But why not? If you believe in your heart that this could be the guy for the future, I'm sitting here saying, why not? I mean, if you miss and you and you and you decide not to take him and go another direction, I wouldn't be upset. But I'm just getting to this point where I'm saying, if this is your guy, this is who you love, and if he's there, why not take him? Once again, we go to the blossoming rose or the butterfly. That is Ryan Pace coming out of the cocoon. Ryan Pace wasn't in North Carolina yesterday. He didn't go to the North Carolina Pro Day. But Ryan Pace? Yes. That entire staff was right there at the 50-yard line. You look at every shot that was played on the NFL Network or any other media outlet from Deshaun Watson's Pro Day, you will see Ryan Pace. He was front and center. Just saying, bro. I mean, I never... So he's very, I'll leave it at that. He's very, very intrigued. I think he should be. Because as you and I keep talking, and we've always had this conversation about how the game of football in the NFL is changing. It's changing. It's evolving. Now you have to have the we keep we talked about edge rushers. You got to find guys that can figure out how they can throw the ball downfield and handle guys like Von Miller coming off the edge. Not everybody can do that. And I think over time, in the next five to ten years, we're going to see a drastic, a little drastic change at the quarterback position because of all the guys that are coming out in college. And as we see the older guys, the vets who have been in the league, who have been dominating over the last decade, they're going to be gone. So why not? I'm just saying, why not? I'm sitting at Panera today having my green smoothie, and I'm going, Ryan Pace really likes this dude. Everybody who I know that has talked to this dude, they love this dude. They love him. One of my old teammates. One of my old teammates from uh, from, uh, CFL, man, knows this dude. Why? Because he was a starting quarterback at Clemson. I'll let you figure that out. Hmm. Let you figure out who that is. If you you. do do your homework out there. I got you. Said that this dude is everything and more as a person. I was like, he studies the game. He figures out ways. You know how, you know how what Nick Saban and that, that Alabama defense does over the summer of figuring out how to game plan against every quarterback. Oh, they came that into they the play? second game with a, the hugest chip on the shoulder and talked about it leading up to the game. Like, oh no, that's not happening again. No, we're ready for that. All right, we're ready for that. It's not happening again. It, it shows, man. And you know me; I'm not. I don't always 
throw that title out there. I think it kind of stopped at the time when the when the whole Tebow mania was going on. He's a winner. Yeah. Man, Watson is and, and winning in college is a totally different task than winning in the yeah. National Football it's League. Totally now, different. No disrespect. No. Like, the teams you played yes. for at Miami, yeah. all time great. Yes. Dorsey, all time leader in, in college. In college. In college. Didn't trans didn't translate to the NFL. Didn't. Right? No. Didn't have the tools, per se. Yeah. Didn't have the long ball. Didn't have... Didn't have a lot of things that you need. Yeah. We're not sitting here saying Deshaun Watson has elite tools. but He's thing. not John Elway with the Bro. arm. John Elway with the legs. John Elway with the size. We're, we're not saying that. John Elway with the release or Marino with the release. We're no. not saying that. What I see, and you can go ahead and see what you tell everybody why you would take him at three. This is why I take him at three. There's a certain intangible that every great quarterback has. The ability to elevate the other players around him, regardless of their level of talent. Yeah. See, everybody talks about the two games against Alabama, but they forget Mike Williams and Artavis Scott missed the first one. True. So you mean to tell me you put up those numbers without your top two, two, two receivers? Exactly. Oh, it wasn't. It was uh, Deion Kane yeah. and Mike Williams. Bro. And then you came back and you did it again. That lets me know I can elevate. I can go one for 11 in the second quarter. But once I get popping, not only do I elevate the offense, but I get the defense excited. Now they're making stops that they weren't making. Mm. See, Deshaun Watson has that that Michael Jordan dunk at the old Chicago Stadium that made coaches say, "Time out." I'm so glad. Time out. I'm so glad. And every quarterback that. doesn't have that impact. Deshaun Watson has that impact. Well, he just doesn't impact the offensive side of the ball. He charges the entire team. Duh. Did you see him at the combine? Dude. Well, he just look. Let's go. Let's go. Bro, I gotta I gotta throw this in here real quick because you set me up. Yeah, it was like you threw that your lob. that lob. That's your lob. Take, about take it through the legs. You talked about MJ. Take it through the legs, windmill. Now I can't. I ain't stretched out yet. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you one thing. The reason why I like Watson because the ceiling's the roof. Mmm. Jump man, jump man. <laughs> that dude. The upside. I question. And I'll never forget this with you on the phone. I'm talking about his deep ball and how he threw it. And that was the one thing that I questioned. And I saw him come back last season and get better at throwing the deep ball. And his accuracy got better. That that year, the year plays itself out. I get it. You look at numbers and maybe that translates over, but I think I have to agree with you because I did see a guy like that when I played in college, and Ken Dorsey was that guy. He was the dude who got everybody hype on offense, and the defense wanted the ball for him. They wanted to make sure that he kept those, that he didn't lose a game. That's how bad they wanted to play for him. He was a quarterback that could go down to the defense and talk to the defense when they were getting, like, we need this. I, I, 
to be able to do that is something special. And I'm just thinking that, listen, it's always going to be crapshoot. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. But if you really are starving for a quarterback, and you really, you, you, you really need that, that franchise quarterback, why not take Watson at number three? It's becoming more and more evident that I think the fan base, especially getting Glennon, and as I said before, starting to see some of the plans more visible. I think the medicine of taking him at three can go down a little bit easier. It adds a little flavor to the medicine. You know, it's not just the straight medicine. Now maybe it's the cherry flavor, or the straw, or the grape. Now you can deal with just a little bit more. So if that Glennon signing didn't happen, you saying they pick him at three, Bears fans might be a little bit like, uh, what are they doing? Because if you take him at three, you're saying to yourself, is he this, playing now? This is going to be the guy now. Right. So it does. Now it. it makes it a little bit more understandable. And it gets fans hyped up about oh, absolutely. the future. Absolutely. It gets them hyped up about the future going. And if you could show progress from three wins to six, seven wins, whatever that is, to keep to keep doing that and having that quarterback in the wings waiting, man, anything. I'm possible. interested in seeing if Ryan Pace has his hustle nomics on. Okay. Because if he wants them, he can get them at three. But if he has his hustle nomics on, you thinking about if he has that hustler jacket on, He's sitting there thinking, I can get him at six or seven and pick up an extra pick to get Ruben Foster or to get somebody else, get two impact players. He's trying to play that, you know, Mac Carr type combination that the Raiders got. I get you. You need that. Ryan Pace seems like that type of guy. You know, he didn't come out swinging initially, but now – that the foundation and the culture is ready. Very interesting in seeing the moves this young gentleman makes. I can't wait. Yeah. I just I'm just to... mad they moved it to Philly. This is the draft I would have loved to have in Chicago. This is this is the one we should This have. is the one we should have had. Dang. Yeah. You, I told you to get on the bat phone. Man. I tried to you call Raj, ball, man. man. Raj, Raj said, you man. the ball. Raj wanted some Philly cheesesteak. He wanted to listen to Meek Rom Mill. didn't bring the duffel back. Yeah. Man, them cats wanted to listen to Meek. <laughs> the little Uzi. And they wanted cheesesteaks. I, I was I was trying to. We got yay and chance. And you want to choose Meek? And, the, and, the, and we have good pizza. Yeah, cue to more life. Hey. <laughs> 